0: The Hawkeye Huddle
1: on 1700
0: The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2.
2: And hello again everybody, welcome here. The Hawkeye Huddle, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr., G-Miggs in West Des Moines. Can you hear me okay? I, we're in good shape this week, we are. We are uh, upright, we're, we're taking nourishment. We we we're, are, we're uh, we're having a beer. There,
0: there Welcome da- to g Enjoy your steaks.
2: Recent days where I have not been upright and taking nourishment, but we're in good shape here. And, and uh, other than the fact that the TVs are, if you come here now, basically the entertainment is us. And I don't want to scare anybody away, but why not listen to the Hawkeye hell As my good friend Tim Wills, who is down from Minneapolis is over go. here, uh, listens to the show every week, came in to see a uh, uh, long-time friend, college friend, but uh, listen show every week. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, that's right. He's the guy that texted us, caught us on the TV a couple of years ago when we were doing the media comp thing. But they do have uh, the weather on WHO in here. So if you're coming in to check out uh, uh, some food tonight, at least you'll be safe because we'll keep you safe from whatever's
0: going on. Definitely steak night with the potato. uh, Click cheesy potatoes or something tonight. Look good.
2: And we have an announcement. We've we've rectified our sponsorship
0: situation at the end of the show. That's right. Uh, Foundry Distillery. Proud to have Scott Bush and his team uh, taking care of the last call. They got a nice uh, thirty-second spot as well. C- glad to have them. And if you have not been over there, I'd only, I'd I had only—I had never been there. You, you had oh, well, really? I've been—I've been to the hall, but I've never been to the into the inside into those in, little
2: tasting room area there to there. the foundry area. So it's
0: I a, I wandered over there. I got a taste of the corn mash whiskey. that's coming out November second. It'll curl the hair on your toes. Well, well, they, it's delicious,
2: and they make several other kinds of, of alcohol, vodkas, vodkas, and they yes. specialize
0: whiskey bottles yeah. or uh, not bottles barrels barrels.
2: Yes, and, but it's also a great place to actually sit down. It's a bunch of leather chairs, kind of. Oh, nice yeah, it's refined. very very much uh, more refined than the hall which is attached to, which is cool. Uh, right. It's a, it's a good day. So we thank Scott Bush and the Foundry. Uh, for uh, being our last call sponsor this year, and and uh, we'll get to that obviously towards the end of the show when we talk about Iowa versus Michigan, which is going to take up a good chunk of the show. We got to start off with Iowa's victory over Middle Tennessee State. Iowa wins at forty eight to three. They go to four and zero on the season. One and zero, of course, still in the Big Ten after the win over uh, Rutgers, Rutgers a couple of years, uh, years, years a couple ago, of weeks ago. Felt That's like it might have been, but but uh, this. I, I, one of the things that drives Iowa fans crazy, and I, I it was amazing to f- hear anybody even say anything negative the other day. One of the things that drives Iowa fans crazy is that, uh, of course, um, Iowa seems to sort of sometimes when they play some of these these lower-level teams, these mid-major teams, they kind of play mid-major football. This was not one of those situations. Iowa came out, and from the get-go. Well, how, how many they yards did he
0: get? 680 yards or something s- crazy like 644,
2: that? 644, a Kirk Ferentz record they scored 17 points in the first quarter. They finished it off with a uh, with a touchdown there, and then after that, it just got even better. Uh, and Iowa just just literally put the metal, uh, pedal to the metal, put the, their foot down, and just kept steamrolling in that second half, 48 to three, but 644 yards. And then they held Middle Tennessee State to three, and it wasn't even that close. My
0: question is, how did they get three?
2: It's, good. it's a really good question because you sit there and you, you look at it. Well, sooner or later, you're going to break through, through for a little bit, right? And when they took the three-point three, three point field goal, you knew we're trying to get on the board. That's they, what they They were saying. doing yes. everything
0: they could to not get shut out, basically, yeah. is what they were saying Absolutely. at that point. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, o- the only – and I don't like to hearken on anything negative when you beat somebody by 45. Um, there's only two things I could even remotely come up with. With that were actually three that were negative. We had two passes that were dropped back to back in the. I think it was in the third quarter. Uh, the Hawks were going down, and uh, Tracy dropped one, and yes. Smith Marsett dropped one, both right in their hands. They, and those and were then, drops, right? But and other then, than and that, then, and then Duncan missed the field goal, and he totally aimed that one. As a pass kicker, I'm certain you noted that, yes. but. It, Considering it was right in front of me, I was like, "Dude, kick the ball!" Yeah, he did kind of punch at it. Yeah, a little he bit, just kind He's
2: been so nailed. Oh, it's the, time it's, for him to so. To, it's the only. It's
0: actually there's a Chinese proverb: better to not be perfect and have one blemish early, yes, so that you can uh, spend the rest of your time being better. And and so let's let's give it to. If you're gonna miss one, miss against Middle Tennessee when you're gonna score 48, and then uh, the one punt Iowa had was only went for 35 yards. <laughs> Other than that I got absolutely no bitches about the way anything got happened on Saturday. Well, and let's you the know the weather I- wasn't perfect.
2: So, um, okay.
0: Yeah. So, but it, the rain did hold off, the so that wasn't too bad, right? Off. I
2: didn't even uh, have the to way, use the
0: emergency poncho, which I have taken into every game. Yes,
2: I had the emergency ponchos. Uh, uh, grandson Logan's first game came in with me and with Andrew and, and you my know, wife he Tammy. Did
0: good, and, he did really well after that fireball shot at the tailgate. Uh, you, seemed I, like he was having a good time. There's a reason why climbed he climbed the wall. He climbed
2: the wall. <laughs> he slept through. I mean, the literally, and third he was quarter. climbing the wall. <laughs> As a four-year-old, he slept, slept through the second and third yeah. quarter. But, no, uh, I will tell He's you. He's no so,
0: longer allowed, allowed around Uncle David anymore, <laughs> but that's fine. Well, I shouldn't have grandchildren at this age. You just
2: rub it on his gums. It makes him go to sleep. Anyway, um, I, the only thing that I heard a negative about, and, and, I, and I'm going to say that it wasn't so bad, was, yes, uh, MTSU got two sacks in the game, um, and they put a little pressure on, on uh, Stanley, but. They were sitting in the house. Well every play right? right so we told you last week that's what they would do because that's all they can do right well, i'm glad they've you remember that because i
0: don't recall anything about last oh, week's show other really? than, other than well, the, my we, final score prediction yeah. we which did was say four, that. 44 to like 17 or something
2: you, you were in there but we did say that because that's all they've got that they can do and so they were sending guys all day and there were a couple times one of the sacks literally was nate or you know you gotta get rid of the ball because right. uh, yes. um, Goodson had taken on on the, the yeah, guy we even he was, talked about right. that one after the game. He could Good, have tackled him, Good, I suppose. Goodson but, made the yeah. block.
0: Yeah. He's got to take advantage of that and, and throw that pass away. That's right. Okay, we're so, we're so picking, that's it. We're done with that. We're right? picking
2: right. No, they. I, I thought, and on to, on top of that, so I think. For the amount of pressure they were trying to throw on, I thought the Iowa running backs did a great job of picking it up. I thought that, that the Iowa offensive line played very, very well. Nate had all kinds of time to throw most of the day. And uh, so I you what, that I a pass, positive.
0: The seam pass to Reganey, it seems like a really, really good play whenever they want to dial it up. He should have had a touchdown. I think it was the first game of the season. Yep. Uh, he certainly threw a dart uh, the other day on this. I, that wasn't the same pattern that he that he threw to Smith Marset, but the two or three times that I think we've seen it this year, Nate and and Nico Ruggeni have really been on the same page there. And you know what's interesting? Wouldn't it be great if Oliver Martin got some playing time? Holy cow! Isn't it isn't it, isn't it amazing? Isn't after it all, ironic? All the don't big, you think?
2: Well, after all of the, the you know the to do about whether or not he could play, and I'm not saying the kid's not good. We don't really know, but but uh, it's like Brian Ferentz said a couple of weeks ago. Is there something that our wide receivers are not doing right now that you think he can do? And maybe it's they dropped a couple balls, but they're actually all a little taller than he is. And they're certainly fast enough, right? I don't think right now that, that Smith-Marset and Smith, are that, that their speed is a real issue for this team. Until we see them go against a, a little bit better defense, we'll see. But right now, I think those guys are pretty quick. They're open a lot. They're running good routes. Holy cow. I, there's, I there's no I reason to play you Oliver say,
0: Martin. I don't see how you could say anything bad about no. a, the wide receiver play this year. I mean, not every pass is going to be caught. But at the end of the day, still, uh to, to look at the the play of those wide receivers from last year to this year to watching you know watching them block on running plays is really really been impressive yes. to me at least in the home games I mean because I tend to watch that a little bit more than just watch where the ball goes and and the jet sweep uh, what a what a beautiful call I mean as soon as he got the ball, he said that is a touchdown because. The, the wide receiver was, they cracked were down, guys. blocked, yeah. Yeah. and Whiting was running around and yep. um, literally had no one to t- no one to block, and so I mean it was just uh, you couldn't have been happier with the way that that game played out. Hawks did destroyed him, owned him, dominated him. Nobody got hurt. Um, for a second there, I thought Wirfs looked like he was gimpy. They took him out for a play yep. and he came back in the next play, and I. You know, I I have a sense that those offensive linemen could probably say, take me out every play, and yet they would never say, take, take me, me out, out every no, play. No, no, so. because
2: they get beat up pretty pretty good. But so uh, Iowa with three rushers, three backs over 90 yards, um, a couple of them over 100, obviously. Uh, Goodson with uh, the nice fourth quarter. Of course, he's he's got a little shake and bake to him, which is kind of fun to watch. Wow. Iowa, you know, Iowa fans are loving that. And, you know. He's at- got Akron Wadley with. Yeah, I don't. And, and you know, here's the thing. I don't. I don't know. I was thinking about that today. We're comparing him to Akram because Akram had sort of. He, he was a Dodger too. You know, he was in and out of things. I, I'm. I've got. To, I'm trying to think of somebody else who's a little bit more accurate because it's a little different, right? It is a little bit more of a head fake, and he seems to. He seems to have a a, a different
0: kind of a shift to him, and a little more power to well, him than, I, than Akram. Well, I no, I don't. I Akram, disagree. I Akram disagree with that. I think he's got. I think he's got more speed than Ac- I think Akron Wiley is actually a very physical running back when he had to. I mean right now I don't think you'd want to send Goodson in there on a 3rd and no, 2.
2: Not so well, particularly, not middle, when
0: yes. you, particularly not when you've got Torn Young. Yeah. Well, they don't and that's just <laughs> it. They don't you know, they don't have And to. by the way, we're get, we're averaging 7.3 yards on quarterback sneaks yeah. this year. Yeah.
2: Well, that play should be called until somebody stops it. That play should be called on every short short yardage play because it, it's the old single wing, you know, that, 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 they, that, we, that they used to run. And you could actually, if you had a good uh, youth football team, that team would just stand up and just plow over people. It's no fun, but, boy, it gets you yards. And it's plenty of fun if I was trying to get a fourth and one. And uh, it, it's almost impossible well, with and those I, guys in there I right
0: guarantee now. you they're going to run that play that he overthrew Hawkinson. They ran it, I think, against Iowa State, where they sort of fake the quarterback sneak and the tight end sneaks out.
2: Where you overthrew him at Penn State last year? Overthrew him at Penn State. Yes. I
0: guarantee you that play's coming out again. Get a nice uh, ball to
2: to Whiting the other day, but it wasn't on that play. And Whiting with a great catch on that one. Um, You texted me in the middle of the game, so what was weird was. uh, uh, Who is number four? Right. So, you know, um, um, Gino Stone goes out with a little bit of an injury. Your, your next guy in the depth chart is Wes Dvorak, who we've talked about before. We don't really know a lot about it. Right, him. he's but number one. But that's not one. who came in. Right. Dane Belton, who is a true freshman, came in, and they've been talking about him moving up the uh, depth chart. He came in, played a little bit. Kirk's talking about him now uh, as being one of the guys that may get a little more time. Um, and this week they're going to get Julius Brents back. They're not getting Hankins back. But they're getting Julius Brents back. So Brents Lee, and, Mer- uh, and Kayvon Merriweather. Merryweather, Absolutely. So now the question really is, does, I, does that free Iowa up to do a little bit more of the stuff that they wanted to do in terms of in changing terms of the and 4-2-5 of, and yes. playing that
0: cash? Yes. That's a good question. I mean, I, I I really think that Neiman's been playing really, really well out there at the Leo. And I don't I – oh, gosh, I don't know. But if Michigan comes at him in a four-wide set – you're going to need to have a dime package in there, don't you think?
2: Yeah, well they they Michigan has tried to go to this newer,
0: you know, more of a, a little bit more of a read you know, option he, thing and what, what, it's not working what, for him very well, well, because but, Shea Patterson sucks. Well, this Justin, he's not a great quarterback. I mean, just because he transferred from Ole Miss into uh, Michigan doesn't just make him an all-American. I mean, he's not Tom Harmon. No.
2: he's not jim harbaugh he's not jim harbaugh he's not rick leach and their other option who's the other kid uh is hurt um splate no no i just saw uh, i saw
0: highlights of the last time iowa uh played
2: related to you know related to christian mccaffrey oh his younger brother yeah so he's hurt so it's gonna be Shea Patterson for them. I, I think one of the things that Michigan's dealing with right now is they want to run a little bit more of a read option offense than they have and they don't have guys that are built for it. They've got bigger offensive linemen that are built to, to run a lot more. You it's, sort know, of heavy it's sort of package. like Georgia
0: Tech trying to change from the triple option into an RPO plan or or a spread and all they have is these grinder linemen mm-hmm. who who don't have the quickness, foot speed, that kind of stuff to get out and help with that. So,
2: Michigan's going. To, they're trying to run something right now that may not be perfect for that. Doesn't mean they don't have talent there, particularly in their in their uh, in their skill positions. I'm just saying that might be something that plays into this uh, this week. And if Iowa has the ability to shift into something that looks a little bit more like their uh, their alignment that they used last year against some of those teams that were trying to run all those the, 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 right. the crazy sets, that wouldn't be bad. Um, and so getting Brent back, well, having use, having he, played, he practiced all day today at full.
0: Right now, I'm, like they've even had that as an option. I don't think so either. here in these four games. So, in that option that, in, the, in the back pocket. We that regard. We do.
2: All right, we're going to grab uh, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com when we come back here on the Hawkeye on seventeen hundred the champ.
0: Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Bridge on seventeen hundred the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans.
2: And we are back here at G-Migs in West Des Moines. Valley Junction, come on down. 6 Nothing. to 7 o'clock tonight. Stop in. Steak night as usual on Tuesday nights. And, of course, uh, we'll be here each week through the Iowa basketball season. We're going to talk a little Hawkeye hoops here in just a little bit with Tom Kaker of HawkeyeReport.com. We're going to talk football first, though, with him. And uh, I think Tom is on the line. Good afternoon, Tom.
0: Nope, maybe not. we thought we had tom
2: well we'll have to get we'll, well, got tom on the line it says got tom on the line we can't hear tom jacob where's tom all right well will they get that worked out uh it is big 10 basketball media day tomorrow uh iowa media day is next week on the ninth i believe it is of october uh so a couple of things i do want to talk to him a little bit about about uh, some of the status of some of these guys but uh so what does that mean? They
0: go to Chicago and have the yes. rundown.
2: Tomorrow's the Chicago rundown thing, and they run through the whole thing, which many of us who don't have, uh, who have Dish Network, by the way, now can't see. Yeah, I didn't
0: realize that Dish Network was still in business. I,
2: it's been great for me. It's been I, fabulous. Yeah, really good. I, right now, you still have a team. You've lost it, Fox. It, yeah. You've lost Big Ten Network. I lost Fox Sports One and Fox Sports Two. I still have Fox, like the actual channel. So I can well, watch you have NFL to get Fox,
0: don't you? I mean, that's no. a network.
2: No you don't. They um, for a while we didn't have channel five. We had no WOI channel five. Well no, that
0: that was a direct T V thing as well.
2: And it, it happened. You know and the it,
0: you know the interesting thing is? I didn't miss Dancing with the Stars no. or The Bachelorette <laughs> or whatever it was that those shows did. Oddly that were on enough, the-
2: no. A B C didn't kill me. Hey, um, speaking of ABC, you know what I watched on Saturday night? What's that? This uh, there was this comedy on.
0: It was a new are, are situation you, comedy that are, was hysterical. Are, are you hysterical. talking about the, the Ohio, State, Ohio State-Nebraska game? Yeah, I laughed so hard. Life I, is a Husker, is that the name of the show? <laughs> uh, that was unreal. And, uh, do you realize and Do you I'm, know the only thing that could help Nebraska right now is Pedro becoming class president? <laughs> because then make all, then your dreams come all true. their dreams will come true. You <laughs> make all your dreams come true. Jacob, do you got him? Is Tom Cakert on the line? Tom, do you hear us? I can hear you a little bit, yes,
2: okay, good. all right'll well, well, we'll we'll
0: we turn We'll turn ourselves, ourselves
1: up just a chance
2: Well, good afternoon, Tom. We appreciate you getting on with us um we were uh, we were playing around with Nebraska a little bit, which who by the way, did you know that Nebraska has uh, lost since they joined the big Ten? They've lost ten games by 30 points or more. Is that right? and Iowa has lost one. But you really have to look at the state of each pro or where the programs are to really understand uh, how that works. But in any case, I, I wax uh, nostalgia. We'll, we'll head we'll head on back and talk a little Iowa football. So Tom, I think the the big news today. Um, we talked a little bit about um, uh, Kayvon Merriweather. will be back. Uh, Julius Brent will be back. But Alaric uh, Jackson sounds like he's back and ready to go. And Kirk's not really even talking about easing him into it. It sounds like he wants him to start uh, because. Well, he, he thinks they can do a lot more with him in the game.
1: Yeah, I think um, right now the, the biggest news is probably getting uh, Elaric Jackson back in there because, you know, he just solidified, he's one of the better offensive tackles in the Big Ten and probably in college football, you know, he's a potential first-round draft pick that you're getting, um, you know, back in there and. Uh, gets Tristan Worst back at right tackle, just solidifies that line a little bit more. Um, you know, he'll be plenty motivated going home to play uh, in the state of Michigan. Uh so I you know, I think uh it's real positive getting him back out there and we'll see how much uh Meriwether plays. Uh you know, I I I think that Kirk's being a little cautious there uh at safety and Phil is too just based on, it's a tough spot to throw him right back in there when you're going on the road at Michigan, his home state as well, and uh, trying to get him back out there. So I, I think we're going to play a little safe with that one.
0: Well, you know, it, great news to get them both back. Great news to get Julius Brents back. Um, I was obviously, it feels like we're turning the corner on the injury bug, which is which is always a great thing. You know, on paper, as you start to look at this Michigan game and you start to think about it. You play the first four games and obviously going into Ames and playing in a very hostile environment with an extraordinarily weird day based on the weather and everything. You have to feel like that has to help the Hawks as they prepare to go to the big house where I've come to find out that uh, in the last 20 years, Michigan's only lost like five times on homecoming and twice of those were due to the Iowa Hawkeyes. So, going into the big house in this situation, I don't think is as daunting for this team and with the experience that they have. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I just got the sense there's a pretty quiet confidence with this team, uh, today that, that I noted. Um, it just, uh, they just feel like if they go out and do what they're supposed to do, they're going to win this game. And they feel like they're going to be able to do what they want to do in this game. So, um, I I just get a sense of confidence. This is kind of you know, it's a chance for Iowa to kind of jump up there and show everybody, hey, we're right there with Wisconsin and everybody else in the Big Ten this year, uh, spe- specifically in the in the Big Ten West. Um, and I, I just I kind of you know, and I, I don't want to go down kind of Kirk Ferentz road here of memory lane, but just it feels like two when, you know, in 2002, I think everybody kind of woke up that day that Iowa went up to Michigan and slaughtered them. Uh, and I think that might have been homecoming for Michigan that, um, uh, you know, that was the moment, no two, where everybody realized this Iowa team is really, really good. And I, I think, you know, there's a chance maybe we wake up uh, Sunday morning thinking the same thing.
2: Oh it certainly would be fun. Well, since uh, Kirk Ferentz has been here, you realize that Iowa had only won, I believe it was eight football games against Michigan all time before Kirk shows up. He's won seven, or it's the other way around. They Is won that right? 70, one, they won eight. They're at 15 wins now, So, and five out of the last six. So they're not afraid of Michigan. And I, the other thing I think I agree with you, I, I don't think the big house, even though it's twice as many people as, say, Jack Trice, I don't think it can get any louder. So no. I, I think I think Iowa can be ready for that. Well, um, Tom, let's let's shift gears. I, we've got a few minutes left, but I want to make sure I talk a little basketball with you because this was actually a week where there was some basketball recruiting news. Iowa had two kids in this week, at least two that I read about, both of them 2020 class kids, um, and, and both of them I think kids they'd like to get in the fold. I would ask you, if the, the question is do, do they have to make a choice between the two of them right now, but uh, one of them uh, um, is uh, – um, is it Jabari Sibley, um, who's a six-eight forward. He's about a four-star kid who is wanted by a lot of schools. Sounds like it's pretty much down to Iowa and Georgetown. And then uh, another kid that came in, DJ Gordon, a uh, small forward. And uh, it sounds like uh, maybe Penn State or and, and Pittsburgh are, are some of the competition for him. But uh, tell us a little bit about Sibley. I think he's the one uh, that we might be most interested. First of all, and then DJ Gordon.
1: Yeah. Um I had the chance to see um, Sibley play uh, in the spring. I also saw Gordon play, but I at that point I wasn't really recruiting them uh, very heavily. So, um, but I had happened to see um, Team Final play, but I saw Sibley play uh, with his uh, Phenom team. They fortunately they weren't doing any interviews the day I was there, so the coach kind of restricts things from time to time. So. Um, he's a skinny kid. He's kind of built like Patrick McCaffrey is what I would tell you, but he's uh he's a skilled kid shoot it, uh, runs floor really well. Um, now he told me I was in his final two and he told me, I said, who's your other school? And he goes, I don't want to stay at this time. And, um, but he said he's going to make a decision in the coming weeks, probably next three weeks. So, um, I feel like I was in really good shape with him. Uh, just, up feeling that I, I kind of think Iowa is probably the team to beat for him right now, unless something changes. Uh, DJ Gordon, 6'6 kid, you know, more of a shooting guard than a small forward. Um, it, I think Penn State's probably the school to watch just because he's a Pittsburgh kid, and uh, I think there's some appeal there. I don't know that Pitt is uh, all that active with him right now, um, so I, I, I don't know if, if they're going to be a, a team to watch, uh, but. Yeah, his list kind of changed. I know he was going to visit like Providence and maybe VCU or something. I can't remember. Who it was, I think it might've been VCU, but he's kind of backed away from those and, uh, you know, a decision probably coming, I think fairly soon for him too. So, um, you know, if they get both those guys, uh, you know, they've still got Xavier Foster coming in. Uh, they've still got, um, uh, uh Joshua Magale, the kid that, uh, Um, He's probably going to visit that same weekend, uh, next weekend, the Penn State weekend. So you got a couple of big guys coming in for the next trip.
2: The Onagali kid was a a new offer last week, and you pointed, you uh, alerted everybody to that. That's a really big kid who apparently can shoot it from overseas, right? (laughs) Yeah, Onagali? Yeah, he's he's a big kid. He's
1: probably 6'9", big body, 265. Um, talked to his coach at Worcester Academy where, uh, ironically, where, uh, Ken O'Keefe was the head coach, the football coach oh, really? and Kirk Ferentz was one of his assistants and teaching English out of, out of uh, college. And, um, yeah, they, um, they, uh, um, really like him up there. Big kid, left-hander, uh, good around the bucket can, can step out and shoot it from three it's from England. So maybe some, uh, you know, Gabe Olschewski can can help out uh, Iowa a little bit and and uh, persuade him to come over to the Hawkeyes.
2: Is is Jordan Bohannon officially out for the year? I can't remember. Is is he or is he still on the on the? Fence? I don't think he's officially out.
1: There has been no specifics um, with Jordan being ruled out for the year uh, at this point. Uh, tomorrow is Big Ten basketball media day in Chicago, so. We might get some more comments from Fran McCaffrey about Jordan's status. Um, you know, Cordell Pempsil is not with the team at this point. He's still um, you know, suspended from all team activities uh, after his DUI. I uh, don't anticipate him being back next week either. So um, maybe sometime after that they'll start uh, getting Cordell back in there, but he's certainly going to get suspended for a couple games, I would imagine. So
0: what does he do when he's not allowed with team activities? Just go to class and go to the field house and shoot hoops. What's that well, what does Cordell do when he's not exactly with the team?
1: yeah he just he's a regular student he's yeah. a regular student um but he's just not you know he may get in the gym and get some shots up or whatever on his own um I'm not sure, but I think they've, they might allow that but far as team activities he is uh he is uh, not welcome at this point in time
2: wow ouch well no let's kid. hope that that he can get that situation rectified because i think the hawks uh will need him this is a dramatically different looking team when you start looking at the guys that are going to play big roles of course jack nunji uh took the year off last year you got uh, you know Patrick McCaffrey coming and Caffey coming in. CJ Frederick. We can talk about
0: all that. Is no, basketball this is season. we're
2: good. Come on, Bakari, Evelyn, Joe It's going to be big. Anyway, it's I want to know different. what Tom thinks of what's going to happen on Saturday. Do we? We still have time. Just no, we don't. We do. We'll shift back to football. Let's talk. Let's finish up talking about Iowa, Michigan again. How do you see, as David is wanting to ask, how do you see this playing out on Saturday?
1: You know, before the season, and I usually, I think a lot of crap about this, but I usually stick to my picks for for the year, unless there's like some dramatic injury that just kind of changes the face of, of, of the game and you just, you have to uh, adjust to it. But I think, you know, that, that Wisconsin Michigan game just sticks with me and what happened. And I fully expect I was just going to come out, punch him in the face. And uh, I think I was going to find a way to win this game.
0: Love to hear that, Tom. Appreciate that. Before we let you go, was there any real nugget that came out of today other than the injury news on on the players that are coming
1: back? Um, not really. The only funny moment that I just find funny is uh, what was brought up was that Iowa hasn't really had it. You know, had one turnover and had low amount of penalties. And Kirk wanted to get that que- get away from that question as quickly as possible because huh. I think he's just superstitious beyond belief, and he doesn't want to talk about it because <laughs> the minute you talk about it being a really right. good thing, then you're going to turn it over four times and have ten penalties.
0: Right, and Duncan hadn't missed a field goal, you know, going into last week. Same premise. Yeah,
1: he didn't, he didn't want to talk about it,
2: Not to understand. Micah. Right, absolutely. All right, Tom, hey, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Okay, thanks, guys.
2: Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com and I uh, appreciate uh, him checking in I Did should do more
0: homework out. on the recruiting front.
2: It's interesting everyone there's what, not as much on football.
0: They, what year are they recruiting for? Football is 2030. 2020. Basketball no, the 2020. basketball. Basketball
2: is 2020 still. It's for next it's this so basketball is still in the they'll be able to sign here in what? November. So they got an early and a late re- recruiting signing no, period. That's yes. how basketball works. Yeah, it's it's one okay. year. Okay. But um, you know so
0: so Xavier's going to be a senior, like Bowen Bourne's going to be a senior. He's going to go to U and I. So Xavier. No, I'm Foster. I'm wrong about it. That's the
2: football, the basketball. But they, yes, Xavier Foster is still choosing. He's going. He's a senior. Right. Right. Aaron Eulis from Chicago is coming. He is a senior. Tyler is his brother, but but is uh, Kentucky going to come in I, late I, after him? I, I I don't suspect we're going to get a uh, an offer for him uh, from them. And then these other guys. So yes football's all but wrapped up, and so they've moved from this class to the next to the one. one. Alright, we'll be back. Get you set for Iowa-Michigan coming up on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ.
0: You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700, the champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans.
2: And we're back to wrap things up here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Another 15 minutes or so, 10-15 minutes or so here. G. Miggs in West Des Moines, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. I want to thank our great sponsors, of course, uh, our friends at the Foundry. We'll get to our Foundry last call here in just a little bit. G-Miggs and Kozlowski Law. Dave Kozlowski, check him out if you need a little help with the collaborative divorce uh, aside from other family, I'm also I'm working
0: here, so. on a sponsor for the wrestling segment.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my friend Tim Wells sitting here would be interested in that. He's a, he's a, a, a wrestling. There's not he's a lot to out. talk about right you now. Ga- you other guys than- actually go down. My friend here, Tim, down from Minneapolis, gets a long drive award here G-Miggs tonight. But they actually, he and uh, our, uh, his buddy Kyle Beard, also my friend, uh, from college, they uh, are at Iowa every once in a while to watch a, a wrestling meet here and there. It's yeah. my
0: understanding that the best wrestling meet that actually happens at Iowa is never open to the public, and that's the wrestle-offs in the room. That's usually open to the public. Oh, you go it is? To,
2: you can go watch. These guys actually have some stories about Dan Gable, which are kind of fun, but, uh, you know, it, something about running back from... Drop, they drop you off in tiffin was that or was that something like that after losing to Iowa State or something like that anyway um right <laughs> anyway so uh but yeah, that would be great if you can get a sponsor for that would would be good yeah, right. I'm sure you would love it i I love what you do hey, we all have to have these things in this world that we're good at.
0: What? What? What part are you good at at this? Other than showing up and well, I used to also do the equipment
2: thing, but since you work right next to the station now, you now you pick that up too. But I, I'm pretty. I look good on. uh, That's uh, why we're on the radio, dude. That's exactly right. Okay, so Michigan's into this one. They're three and one. They come off a fifty-two to nothing uh, win over. They got a little confidence back against Rutgers last week. Of course, the Hawks have had some good confidence built up over the last uh, last few weeks. Michigan got the Rutgers coach fired.
0: That's so how that, bad Michigan is. That, is
2: that is. how bad they are? That's how bad Michigan is. So the insight that I have on Michigan, I have, you know, things I've watched, right? but, I, but I have to admit, I listened to our, our friend uh, John Miller uh, and, and uh, Steve Dace, who are long-time acquaintances, and, and uh, I listened to their podcast uh, this morning while I was working out, and um, because I do that.
0: Taking know. a dump it, is not it, considered no, working not out. that's not
2: what I was doing. That's not I actually was running very slowly. Um, we're in the 13-minute mile. Anyway, so
0: they, uh, Dace
2: says that, uh, and I think the big point they came up with is uh, that I took away, which is interesting, is this is maybe a stubborn, on stubborn thing. So for Iowa, Iowa does what they're going to do offensively. And Michigan's going to give them opportunities. The question is, will Iowa be too stubborn and to not take what Michigan gives them on the defensive side, which is going to be a lot of passes up the seam and up the middle? Because they they're going to run a three-three-five against Iowa, and they're going to they're going to know Iowa's going to be running, and they're going to be flooding the zones with with their guys trying to get in, and they they rush well off the edges. They have a lot more talent on the edges than up the middle. Iowa, on the other hand, is is Iowa going to turn around? And are they going to, or Michigan on the other hand, are they going to look at what Iowa's doing? And is Iowa going to be able to run the football or pass the football enough that you're going to get Michigan out of what they want to do defensively? So is Iowa going to exercise their will offensively or Michigan defensively? Or are they both going to do it? In which case that probably says that this is a very close football game and we'll see how it goes.
0: Well, I don't understand one thing you just said there. And so in, 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 wet. in relation to that, um Urban Meyer had a great comment after the Michigan Army game, and he goes, "Michigan's got Army out-talented, out-athleted. Is that a term? More athletic on the on the uh, at the skill. We're on posi- the radio.
2: It's no. There's no nothing. Nothing at,
0: that doesn't work at the skill positions, and yet well, Michigan is bound and determined to run it up the middle and try an and out Army Army. Um, they're too stubborn." dumb, I don't know what you want to call it, you know, and, and then as you as you watch highlights and as you watch the Wisconsin game, and you just watch what Wisconsin basically says, we're going to run here, and they go and they run there, and they're getting 6, 8, 10, 12 yards a pop, now, Taylor's an outstanding running back, and I don't think Iowa has anyone like him, but Iowa's got a stable of running backs, that are all very, very good and very, very talented. And given those holes and given those opportunities, I believe have shown this year that they can pop a big run. We still haven't had the seventy-five-yard touchdown run, well, but we saw some glimpses of that last week. Torin Young went for like fifty-two on one play, um, and clearly Goodson's got got hops if he gets in and gets an opportunity. I just, to me, Iowa's got a better offensive line. Iowa's got a better defensive line. And that's where football games are won if you don't turn it over and don't have penalties. And Bruce and I were talking before the game. Do you think that Iowa is going to have less penalties than Michigan this week? And and you would say
2: yes? Right. Because Iowa has a, is, and, a, is one and, of the least penalized teams in the country and, now.
0: And based, Why would I say that? And based And based on turnovers so far that you've seen and proclivity to that, who do you think based on the way the year's gone, might have more t- turnovers right, in this game. It would be, should right. be Michigan. Right. So when you start to take the intangibles, I don't think the big house in Michigan being at home is anywhere near w- what we think that it might be worth. I might be wrong on that, but I don't think so. Not for this
2: game. I mean, I I think Michigan fans, uh, here's one of the, the team. here are teams that hate Iowa. Minnesota. Right. Nebraska's getting there. The fans are, are getting tired of this. And certainly Iowa State. Right? right. You know what, Michigan? They consider us a nuisance, even though we've beaten them five out of six times, because they're still worried about Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State. Right. Right. They There's, consider the, Iowa the, a nuisance. Those fans other, are the coming there fully expecting to win, and the, they'll be mad, but they're not going to be crazy off the hook like they are for a Notre the, Dame game. The, the other but, right? three teams
0: that they can't beat.
2: Right. Uh, it's, but, but they don't. They still don't recognize Iowa in that. Category. You know what I don't
0: understand. How does Harbaugh win nine or ten games every year? But yet they lose to everybody. I, yet <laughs> seem to lose to everyone that I, I they're supposed to. I don't
2: know. Um, so, I, I, and I think, and, and Tim just said this here while we were sitting here, and you and, you and I have talked about this. Michigan's fragile mentally. I think that what you saw against Wisconsin and even are you Army, saying like wrinkled
0: pants could be an issue? I think that Harbaugh, Harbaugh, with the way he coaches, you know their their consistency some, of being consistent. Yours answer the other day, you know Iowa's really consistent at being consistently good. Yes, in their consistency, he's I'm like good lord. But
2: he's a mental. So he's he, his whole thing is this this whole mental game that he plays up. And I think when they get into situations where they suddenly get behind them and don't expect it, they say, they 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 crap themselves. And I think this is where Michigan, this is where Iowa needs to get out of this game. You mean much in this like
0: game. Nebraska did the other night much, on Saturday. Uh,
2: I don't even think that's what that happened there. I think that was Scott. Fra- are you? Are we going to have a lot of fun are, talking about how gonna, they don't? Are develop you going to talk
0: about like a Cleveland Steamer yeah, happened I, to Nebraska yeah. there?
2: <laughs> going there. <laughs> But I am going to say, I think Michigan, I think Iowa, if they get out in front in this game, I think you get the wind in their sails, I think that, that it's downhill sledding from there. Wouldn't it be fun to watch a 2002
0: situation?
2: Oh, it'd be great. It'd be really fun. And, I, you know, Iowa could easily lose this game for a number of different reasons. Like you said, just pointed out, a lot of things go right for them. And if they go the other direction, if weird things happen... Yeah, that that could play into this and may and and cause a problem. Michigan got some very talented wide receivers. They no have question. some very nice defensive backs. But I think you're right. I think along the along the line Iowa probably is as as good right now. I don't I'm not gonna even going to tell you about talent because Michigan's got a lot of young guys playing. But here's the other thing. Who would think, you rather have a quarterback? Nate Stanley or Shea Patterson? Absolutely. Right now it's, it's <laughs> you're kidding me. Nate Stanley in, in a heartbeat and on top of that I don't think that we, we uh, Iowa fans, and I don't think even we are uh, adding into the equation enough of what L. Eric Jackson, who's going to be a top 20 pick in the NFL draft, what he adds back into that Iowa offensive line. The other guys have filled in fine, and admirably, and that's great, and the, the lines looked okay and done a nice job. And we've got a lot of young people,
0: a lot of young playing what, time.
2: Even, even the Paulson twins who are bit older, right, and Banward, they've come in, they've done a great job. They're not a Larry Jackson, who is a monster. Right. Who can can and now Tristan you Wirfs know, becomes when they, better. When, when they right? walked
0: out of the tunnel the other day, you look down there and you're like, seventy four is really that much bigger than everyone. Yes. else. Yes. Yes. And it's if you exactly could get, right. If you can get AJ next to him, they're, holy they're just cow. that
2: much bigger. And they're they it's it's worth it's worth thinking about what they can do. And what Kirk said today when he said, no, he's going to start. And when he said that, he said, we can do more things with him on the field. That's what, I, uh, what I'm thinking about is, wait a minute, what have they not done? Right. Well, you're right, they haven't ripped off a 75-yard touchdown, but maybe they can because of him. I have a suspicion that he probably is faster than the other guys that they haven't been played that position. So when you're moving him around, he's probably in better shape, and it certainly it frees up Tristan Wirfs to do some other things as well. I think that's a, a wild card that as long as he's healthy, if he's back and healthy, that's really going to play into this, and Michigan's going to not have any tape on that other than going back last year to see how he uh, how he does things, right? They haven't seen him this year at all. Maybe a so quarter. When,
0: when was the last time Michigan played Iowa in Iowa City? Oh, three years Fourteen, in? thirteen? 14-13, yes. Three, uh, t- well, no, uh, two years ago. 2015 or 16? Seven.
2: 16. 16. 16. Wasn't, right. wasn't uh, last that, CJ's last year, right? And then was it kicked off? We and so uh, yeah, it yeah. no, was twenty fifteen. No, twenty fifteen was a Rose Bowl year. Twenty sixteen was the was the year that we, things kind of fell apart when they shouldn't have. And but yeah, it was it was coming back off of that. Just got off a loss at Penn State, and nobody gave him a chance, and they came in. Right, right, right. Was that right? Or is that Ohio no, State? No, That's no, Ohio State two years ago. But anyway, this is three years. This is this is it's been two seasons. Go blue. So anyway, Joe um, Bulldogs. And Iowa doesn't play Michigan every year, and it's nice. It's actually nice to every once in a while get them. We'll see what it's like in the big house. Where were you? At, you remember the nine-seven game in in uh, in nineteen eighty-one when Hayden Tommy Nickel? Yes, you remember that?
0: You know, I was at the I was the five season oh, I know, center. They I, sold tickets to go I, watch on a. I know uh, closed I was screen, not at the game. But closed circuit TV. We're gonna run out of time oh, okay. here, and it's All time right. for our Foundry Distillery last call. Proud to have Foundry Distillery down here in the Junction. Go down to the foundry, check out their fine, delicious drinks and spirits, and get a get a tour of their facility. It's really, really cool. It is fabulous. Thank you All to right, Scott you, Bush. You got to go first. I got to go this first. How this works so my everything in my head says Iowa should win this handily, and I am going to say I was going to win this game by like three. So here is Bruce and I were talking. Here is the uh, the best bet is take the Michigan team total one hundred twenty six, and I think Iowa wins this game. Twenty-four to twenty. Twenty-four to twenty. All right. You got thirty seconds. I got thirty.
2: You know what I can do. I, mean, I I got the Hawks twenty-eight seventeen. They're gonna get a. They're gonna get a defensive touchdown out of this. Three I'd love offensive that. scores. They win 28-17. They come in Penn State next week, six thirty on the, uh, national television under the lights. Going to be great. Join us next week on the Hawkeye Huddle and seventeen hundred, the champ.